This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Happy Thursday here from ESPN 690. Week just flying by right now. Or at least it feels like it to me. I'm Austin Lane, joined by the guy pushing all the right buttons, Justin Kuzar, my co-host, boss of the show, captain, leader, Brent Martineau, still in Hoover, Alabama. Um, I don't think he's going to be on the show today. It all depended on what happened in his son Ty's first baseball game. I think if they won, then they survive and advance to the next game, which takes place, I believe, at 3 or 4, which is kind of right now. So we may be expecting Brent here later on in the show today, maybe not. I'm going to be honest, didn't really check the the, the text message that much, um, but hopefully Ty's team's obviously dominating. Dude, you want to talk about a long weekend for, for Little League Baseball? Do you, call it, do you call it Little League Baseball coups or not? We should probably clarify that real quick. I think that's what it's called. I mean, if you're not in high school, it's Little League. I think so. Right? Yeah. So we'll call it Little League. Oh, I guess I guess we call it travel ball. Travel ball is what he called travel it ball. Yeah, it's Little League. It's still Little League. But regardless, hopefully uh, Ty's team is doing well and they make it to the championship game. I'm sure we'll hear about that more Monday on the show. Or maybe, I guess, Friday if Brent's going to come back on Friday, depending what happens today. But we still got a great show for you guys all planned up. We got all kinds of topics. We got NFL talk, news coming out of Washington. Well, more rumor-ish right now coming out of Washington. We'll talk about that a little bit. We got Major League Baseball season coming back in about a week or so. Kuz, you excited for that? I am. Um, something I haven't said in the text group, by the way. Uh, I, well, I guess I kind of did today when I was asking Brent what his plans were for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, like two weeks ago, when you were kind of like, maybe it was a little more than that. When you're like foot, half half foot halfway out the door, yeah. Vacation for me starts tomorrow. So you're you're gonna be gone tomorrow. I'm honing it in, dude. Do you think we're ever gonna do a show together again, like with all three of us in person, <laughs> or, or is that just those days are gone? We now? may not. I'm not. Probably I'm, not. I'll be back in. Uh, well, I technically I'm taking the 17th to the 24th. Treat yourself. Yeah. And what what what's the what's the whole why are we taking a vacation for six days here for you? So I can drink on the beach. Seriously? Uh, no, yeah, I just uh-huh. I, yeah, I've been taking a vacation, so um. Okay. Uh, well, my, I feel like you've been to a lot of weddings, though, right? Well, the yeah, but aren't those vacations though? You know. I mean, I feel like they're vacation day. I mean, but listen, well, they hey, count as hey, vacation hey, days. I'm not. I'm not the <laughs> HR representative, and I'm not definitely the boss. So listen, I, I've only been in this corporate office setting now for like a year and a half. So I don't know. The the. Amount of days I'm allowed to take are affected by going to a wedding, but in my mind it doesn't feel like a vacation because there's a lot of stress involved with going to something like that. Okay, so you're gonna be around Jack's Beach the whole time, just hanging out. Saint Augustine, yeah. Saint Augustine Beach. My uh, out. my fiance's family's coming into town. There so you go, hanging out with the in-laws. Well, I guess the the the, the co-future in-laws will call them. Awesome. Where are they from? Uh, Raleigh, like I'm Raleigh. In North Carolina. Okay, nice, nice. Are they excited to come down to Saint Augustine? I think so. Yeah. Uh, just to get away. For a little bit, kind of get some you. beach life going. Right on, man. I mean, hopefully things are, are things open up in St. Augustine. I haven't really been. Oh, we never. Track. When we're there, we Who never knows? go anywhere anyway. We just, just go, go to the, the beach and and drink. Well, well dude, and you want to talk about it too? Because does St. Augustine they have like the open container policy or not? Can you have that at the beach? I'm, I'm sure you don't you care. I'm sure you can. break the rules. So like, you can drink at the pool 
at the place that they're staying at, gotcha. but not on the beach. So like it's kind of like hanging out at the beach to like. Yeah. An acceptable time to start drinking and then yeah. come back. Well, well, and I'll tell you what, man. A, a cool thing about St. Augustine Beach, though, is the fact that you can actually drive your vehicles on the beach. All right. I remember back and listen, not trying to flex right now. I'm just saying back when I had my Cadillac truck. Um, listen, I'm not going to say how much I dropped on that truck, but it was like my dream. It was, it was my dream vehicle. I even wrote a story about it like my eighth grade year saying how one day I was going to own a Cadillac truck. And guess what? I did. And then like a month later, I was like, eh, all right, I guess it's cool, whatever. Like, I, I got bored of it. And all of a sudden, I accomplished my dream, and now I was like, meh. But anyways, I remember taking that thing to St. Augustine Beach, driving on the beach, thinking I was the coolest thing ever. And dude... No offense to Cadillac out there, but in terms of, like, the four-wheel drive and, like, the towing capacity, almost got stuck at the beach in, in my Cadillac truck. Spent all that money, couldn't even get through the dunes a little bit. So that was a little rough, but I do enjoy St. Augustine Beach. And obviously when I buy my Ford Bronco, after I get arrested for the first time, taking my Bronco out on Jacksonville Beach, get arrested, pay those fines, I'll be taking to St. Augustine Beach and just rip roaring because that thing can definitely handle some sand dunes. Getting back. Back to the point, though, Coos. Baseball season right around the corner. You, you Phillies guy, right? Yeah. Awesome. Are you? Are you I mean, how, how the Phillies gonna look this year? How, how are we talking? Are we talking playoffs? Are we talking middle of the pack? What's it looking like? You're putting me on the spot with baseball. I'm yeah. so bad with baseball too. I mean, here's the thing with the Phillies is, I, you can call me a fair weather fan. It sounds bad, but it really is. Like I, I only ever pay attention or start to really care when they, like, it seems like the team's doing well. Yeah. I'm excited about you know, what they're working towards and some of the guys that they're, uh, they picked up and that they, they're developing. Yeah. Uh, obviously Harper, you know, get a whole second year with him. Uh, I'm excited to see that. I feel like obviously they didn't live up to expectation last year. Uh, and, and then obviously the, the nationals winning kind of sucks. No, but, well, and that's to me, like, that's one of the biggest questions going on this baseball season now, right? Like the nationals and people know how I feel about them beat the Milwaukee Brewers at the wild card game, uh, due to Josh, Hater, you know, blowing that game. I don't want to go back to it. All right. I'm past it. I'm moving on. I'm optimistic about this season, and I don't want to live in the past right now. Congratulations to the Washington Nationals. All I'm going to say about it. But I am curious to see if they were a flash in the pan or do they have the talent to come back and do it all over again. But let's be honest here. I mean, when we're talking a shortened MLB season, this is going to be absolutely just chaos, straight chaos, because instead of, you know, teams having their lulls, you know, teams winning a couple games in a row, you lose one here, win one here. Every single game is important. Now. Well, like, I I'm, go ahead. Even um, I, I, while you guys were out, one of the things we were looking at was like, what would be different in like last year's if it was a 60 game season mm-hmm. in the first 60 games? I'm pretty sure like the Nationals weren't even close. Nationals to weren't even, no, yeah. not even close. Wouldn't have been in the running at all. No. So it, it goes to show you that. Do we think some of the best teams may not even make the playoffs this year? Probably for MLB. But I'm just curious. Like, listen, when and I think we're about a little less than two weeks away now from the baseball. Well, actually, we're about a week away from the baseball season starting. Um, with that being said, you know, if you're a fan of any team, you're watching game one, and you got to follow game by game by game. You know, usually how it works is there's opening weekend, and you're excited. You follow that. Oh, they look good. They look bad. And then you kind of lose you know, track a little, little bit, and then you kind of get back up after the All-Star break. 
Not anymore, man. You're you're all in all the time now. And I'm just curious to look, you know, I'm curious to find out what it's going to look like, obviously, from an empty stadium. I'm curious to find out how much hate is out there still for the Houston Astros. Is there just so much stuff going on right now where players are kind of over the whole Houston Astros scandal? I get it. The stadiums are going to be empty. So they have that to their advantage, right? They're not going to be getting booed. There's not going to be signs and everything. They're not going to be playing in hostile environments. But maybe even more importantly, you have to wonder how many of their peers are still bitter about it. Are we going to see some Astros players get beamed? Are, are, are we going to see some pitchers all of a sudden take some shots at some Astros batter? Maybe they, they kind of look to their fingers a little bit like, ah, oh, I'm sweating out here, man. That was an accident. Yeah, I'm sure it was. So I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for a lot of things, man. And keep in mind, this is going to come across differently on TV. Um, will players be a little mic'd up more? Are we going to see them in the outfield? I think right now this is a prime opportunity for Major League Baseball to kind of see what can we do going forward with this pandemic now? What can we add to it? In, in the future seasons, can we change something due to this pandemic? Can we add something that's going to make it, you know, I guess more fun to watch on TV? Because me and, and I, I don't want to speak for Brent Martino here, but I'm pretty sure we kind of disagree in this philosophy where I think baseball is in, is in dire need of like a B12 shot. They're in dire need of an injection of life right now. And Brent thinks, you know, it's just, it's smooth sailing. Um, you know, they're doing fine. I just think from if you take it out of just where we are in Jacksonville, which is obviously a big baseball community. Obviously, I mean, we got guys getting drafted in the first round all the time. Jacksonville is a baseball hotbed. I mean, just ask Brett Martino. He's in Hoover, Alabama right now. So I get that. But I think if you look at it from more of a an entire country, per se, I'm talking about the inner cities as well, I don't really know if baseball is the sport yet. I I, I just I can't co-sign that. And I get it with football as well, where people, maybe there's more concern now over injuries, over CTE and head trauma. So maybe that's kind of pushing the football brand a little bit in the next generation of athletes. I think basketball is probably as big as it's ever been right now. Um, and that's global. That's not just here. I mean, that's obviously global. Soccer, I think, is still pretty steadily the same. Um, but I do think baseball needs some kind of just oomph. And I don't know if that question or if that can be handled, if that can be answered with something that comes out of this COVID-19 pandemic and this, you know, this shortened season. But it would be cool if it did. You know, I mean, what does the MLB have to lose right now? Listen, there will probably never be another season like we're going to have this year for Major League Baseball. And if something great comes from it, then that's awesome. And to be fair as well, I'm not going to fault any team if they win a World Series off this or not. Forget the asterisks, all right? Everyone right now is on the same playing field. Sure, star players could come down with COVID-19. Star players could be out for a while. A lot of things can happen. There, there's a lot of, you know, factors that go into the season. But at the end of the day, whoever wins this title, I think should be in history as a team that just won a title. And we talk about the asterisks too a little bit of the NBA season. You know, what's going to happen if a star player on an NBA team comes down with COVID-19? Do you make excuses for that team then as well? So we'll see what happens. But all I'm going to say is I'm excited. I can't wait to see what comes across on uh, on the TV. Obviously, I'm looking forward to Bob Euchre and the Milwaukee Brewers doing their thing because that's my team, and I just can't wait to see what it's going to look like. Which sport, um, let's just stick with 
you know, baseball and basketball, which one will have a bigger asterisk? Asterisk. 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 Oh, you're all good, man. No worries. Which one do you think has a bigger one? Because to me, the MLB never actually started, but it's a way condensed season compared to normal where the NBA pretty much got through their season. Like, there's no one that's not invited to the bubble trying to make an argument that they – well, there's a few. But, you know, like, there's no team that feels like, hey, we really had a chance at the playoffs, and now we're not even going to get to the bubble. So you've got most of the season. You know, I I mean, listen, I'm not sure how these NBA playoffs are going to – really shake out quite yet obviously i have the mavericks as my dark horse i still have the lakers and the bucks in the finals but i'm telling you watch the mavericks i mean listen if yeah the the nuggets can be up there um the clippers obviously but listen i think it's gonna be lakers bucks go ahead well not to keep just giving teams but i would say if uh, westbrook and harden are there i know westbrook with the coronavirus Dude, yeah, but I'm not sold. Uh, I'm not sold on the Rockets. I think playoff what Russell Westbrook and regular season Russell Westbrook are two different people. And I think James Harden, uh, playoff James Harden and regular season James Harden are two different people. And I think once you get the, those playoff types of guys, they're not going to mesh that well. I'm like, I, I get it. They did decent this regular season when they're both in. But I think once the playoffs start, it's going to be a little different and they're not going to gel. I don't think the Rockets are really going to do what people expect them to do. But with that being said, though, what sport do I think should have the bigger asterisk? I think it's going to be baseball. Because with the NBA, if it shakes out like I think it's going to shake out, well, sure, it's still going to be the Lakers and the Bucks, or it's going to be the Clippers and the well, whatever. But like we have an idea of maybe two or three, or at the most, probably four teams who are going to go to the finals. So with that being said, I mean, what kind of asterisks do you need? Like It, it all kind of shook out the way we expected it to. So I don't really put an asterisk next to that. The MLB season, on the other hand, when you're talking about the shortened season, when you're talking about maybe the best team not even making the playoffs, that's an asterisk. Now, once again, I said that. I'm not going to count it as that. But I think to most baseball fans out there, to most casual sports fans out there, you absolutely have to count it as, well, yeah, sure, they did good this year, but were they really going to do good for an extended season if they had it? You know, I mean, did they kind of get lucky with their pitching rotation a little bit? Did they have some really hot hitters to start things off with? So that's why they're so good. I honestly can say right now I don't think – the best team in Major League Baseball, maybe even like the top three best teams, may not even win the World Series this year, okay? But I can sit here on a Thursday, July 16, 2020, and I can tell you right now, I think the best team in the NBA is going to win the championship. And I, I mean, you know why I feel? I think it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. I can see the Lakers doing it as well. But I think either the Lakers or the Bucks are going to take it home. Let's just put it at that. With Major League Baseball, yeah, sure. Obviously, is it is it the Dodgers' time? I mean, you got Mookie Betts. Um, obviously, your pitching staff's getting a little more aged. Can Kershaw finally do the dang thing? A lot of questions. I mean, you know, there's a lot of optimism right now in L.A. And, and to say that they aren't the favorites would probably be foolish of me. But can L.A. finally get it done? I have no idea. I mean, they have the talent to. They look great on paper. But once again, with this shortened season, you don't really know what's going to happen. So it's hard for me to sit here right now and pick, well, I think L.A. is going to do well. I think the New York Yankees are going to do well. You know, um, are the Nationals going to do well? The Braves are super young, but can they take the next step? I literally have no idea. I don't know about the Milwaukee Brewer. I don't know who's going to win that, that out Central. 
I don't know if the Cardinals are going to be good. I don't know how the Cubs are going to be. Probably trash like they always are. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know how the Brewers are going to be. Are the Pirates going to make them? Who knows, man? Like this, this is to me, this is why I'm so excited for baseball because I have no idea. And the experts can sit out there and say, yeah, these guys look pretty good, but we don't know either. I haven't seen any spring training games. I don't know who's going to be the big hitter this year. I don't know who the young guys are. I literally have no idea. And sometimes when you go into something blind, that's when you're the most surprised. So needless to say, Coos, I am excited for the baseball season. When we come back here on ESPN 690, I want to get into a little more football. All right. COVID-19 obviously is on everyone's brain right now. Is this season going to start on time? Is there too much money to make in college football? Some rules came out today for the National Football League I want to go over a little bit. And one rule in particular I want to discuss and why I think if this rule is going to be in place, you're not going to see football start on time due to the fact there's going to be an outcry from the players. We'll talk about that next year on ESPN 690. I think we're in unprecedented times. I think it takes uh, a a number of things for for us to change what was existing in the BCS agreement. I think if we're going to do it, this is the year to do it, uh, to create an excitement around this game. You know, we need this for a lot of reasons. The psyche of our our sports, our our student athletes, uh, our country, uh, and if we can create more excitement around it, I don't think that you'll have a negative vote about it. So uh, this is a great window for us to expand and to be creative, and if we can do it, I, I certainly don't think you'll have anybody against something like that <laughs> it's brian kelly right yep brian kelly of the notre dame fighting irish right that would be yes okay ha listen i i mean but of course brian kelly wants to extend the college football playoff and do you know why because he is worried about this year that he's not going to get to play any tough competition because well The Wisconsin Badgers have already done it, but teams and conferences are starting to opt out of their non-conference schedule. And if that's the case, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are going to be without a lot of dancing partners if other conferences start to follow suit. And if that happens, well, hey, if you're playing Western Michigan every single week, hate to tell you, but you're not getting the BCS championship game. Tough luck. So... To, to the Fighting Irish fans out there, I'm sorry, but you guys wanted to be the cool kid on campus forever. You guys wanted to go independent and kind of do your own thing, go against the grain and be cool. Well, now it's coming back to bite you in the butt, and we don't know what's going to happen with you. So hopefully, I mean, listen, I like the I like the Fighting Irish, okay? I enjoy watching Notre Dame football. To me, they're almost like the New York Yankees back from my childhood, where either, like, you love Notre Dame or you can't stand them but either way you're talking about them so I think the Fighting Irish are actually they're great for football I think we need them there and I'll be honest with you man I hope they do actually do have like a full season a full workload to worry about with some you know tough competition I'm obviously bummed this year that they're not going to be able to play in Lambeau Field against the Wisconsin Badgers that was going to be a big game I think next year's game against the Badgers is going to be in Soldier Field in Chicago so that should be pretty cool assuming you know we're not talking about COVID-19 a year from now hopefully knock on wood but um Notre Dame is kind of the cool thing to keep an eye on right now right because if other 
conferences start saying, yep, we're just going to play uh, all conference games, no non-conference games. Like I said, Notre Dame going to be left without a dance partner. They're going to be the lonely kid on prom night just dancing all by themselves, and the chaperone's got to come and dance with you because they feel so bad. Not saying that ever happened to me before. A little too specific. Didn't happen to me. Just saying I've seen it happen before, and hopefully it doesn't happen to Notre Dame because whether you love them or you hate them, you're talking about them. Speaking of COVID-19, though, and I teased this before we went to break here, the NFL season. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? There's a lot of question marks right now. And listen, it changes every single day. So I'm I'm not going to give you guys updates of, well, I think this is going to. No, I mean, I'm pretty adamant about what I think is going to happen. And I'm pretty adamant about where if there's not going to be communication and if not all parties are on the same page, then it's going to at least be delayed. So with that being said right now, J.J. Watt tweeted this out about an hour ago. I just came across this. And here's what he put. And now, I don't know why I'm letting J.J. Watt be the spokesperson for all NFL players out there, but I think he may make some valid agreements. And to all the Jaguars fans out there, I apologize. We talked at nauseam yesterday about Derrick Henry, and now I'm bringing J.J. Watt to the table. Hopefully we can sprinkle on some Gardner Minshew here pretty soon. But um, here's what J.J. Watt had to say regarding COVID-19, the NFLPA, and the, the rookies that are scheduled to report here now for Houston in 48 hours. And I quote, here's what we want, here's what we know and don't know. We want to play. We want to be as safe as possible. We have not received a single valid infections, disease, emergency response from any team or the league. We don't know if there's any preseason games or not. We don't know if there will be any daily testing, semi-daily testing, etc. We don't know how a potential positive COVID test would affect contracts, roster spots, etc. Nothing has been agreed upon regarding what training camp will actually look like and how the ramp-up period will work. Last thing he puts is, and I quote, we want to play. Now, why am I just quoting J.J. Watt? Here's my point. This was an hour ago. Now, yes, the NFL has kind of released some new protocols and things, and we'll touch base with that in, an, in a little bit here. But my point is J.J. Watt's one of the biggest stars still in the league. Okay, now, yeah, he's got injuries. He's maybe regressed a little bit. But I'm talking in terms of the face of the NFL, you have to put J.J. Watt up there. So if J.J. Watt doesn't have the luxury, if J.J. Watt doesn't have the sorority to say, hey, this is what's going on right now in the NFL. I got the 411. I got the lowdown stuff. Check this out. If he doesn't know, then who in any of those NFL locker rooms knows what's going on right now? And this is my point. If one of the leaders, if one of the faces of the NFL has all these questions and concerns, what do you think the second year guy is going to say? What do you think the second year guy's thinking right now? What do you think the rookies are thinking right now? So this tells me right here that, no, not everybody is on the same page. And if I've harped on anything the past probably month or so regarding the NFL and COVID-19, it's that the NFLPA, Roger Goodell, the front office, they all have to be on the same page. I understand right now there's a lot of stuff going on and you have to act accordingly, but I'm telling you, the last thing you want to do is keep your players out of the loop, and that appears to be what's happening right now. Now, in rebuttal to that, um, the NFL has announced a couple more protocols regarding if uh, if a player does come down with COVID-19. And this was released by the NFL and the NFL Players Association. And this came out about probably 40 minutes ago now. So keep in mind, J.J. Watt puts this tweet out and literally like 10 minutes later, 
the, the NFL and the NFLPA releases this statement. Any player that tests positive for COVID-19 will be placed on the COVID-19 list for three weeks. That would, in turn, create a roster spot that will be filled with another player who is negative for the virus. The players on the COVID-19 list would be paid their normal salaries. It's unclear what will happen if a player on COVID-19 list can return after three weeks, at which time he will be eligible to return to practice. He must be returned to the active roster within three weeks after that, or he will revert to IR absent on injury settlement. Now, this is the key phrase I want to go with you guys a little bit. All right, I'm going to repeat that one more time. He must be returned to the active roster within three weeks after that, or he will revert to IR absent on injury settlement so what does that mean basically what they're talking about right now is the nfl and the nflpa have agreed that covid19 is considered an injury okay they're going to treat it like a broken leg they're going to treat it like a torn acl or a a liz frank injury pick your poison but they're going to treat it like that what does that do well if a player has covid19 so let's just say in speculation right now okay Come along with me here. Let's say that you have a you have a bubble player that's on the team right now, and he's fighting every single week for a roster spot. I've been there. It's not a fun spot to be in, but I'm there right now, okay? So let's just say we're there, and we're fighting for a roster spot every single week. You know what, though? We're playing good football. We're still making that paycheck every single week, and the coaches seem to like us. Fantastic. All of a sudden, that player comes down with COVID-19, and we're out for three weeks. Now, yes, we're still making our usual paychecks, which is awesome. They can't take that money away from me. I love that. But keep in mind, now I've been replaced by another player. Number one. Number two, let's say after those three weeks that I'm sitting out, which keep in mind, once again, I have been paid for. But let's say after those three weeks, I'm healthy as a horse and I'm ready to come back. Well, what happens if that player that replaces me, the coach is like him as well? Here's what always happens in the NFL. I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit. Players that go on IR, and this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, players that go on IR aren't always actually injured, okay? Teams make, you know, it's almost like players are chess pieces sometimes, and teams make strategic moves in order to keep that player obviously still on their French or on their roster and on the roster for years to come. So, for instance, say a player breaks his toe. One would say, okay, well, three weeks, four weeks later, he's good to go again. Not always. Sometimes the team's going to go like that. Well, you know what? You're a good player. I mean, you're not you're not an all-pro. You're not a pro bowler. But we still want you on the team. We want to work with you a little more. We want to develop your skill set. But we don't want to waste a roster spot on you anymore with that broken toe. So what are we going to do? We're going to put you on IR. And guess what? That player has no say in it. And so this is my problem right now with this ruling. It's the fact that when guys get healthy off of COVID-19 and they're slated to come back, if they're healthy, they have every right to play again. And that's not always going to happen. If we're talking about a roster spot, a roster bubble player, if we're talking about a special teams player, a team can easily go, you know what? Let's just put him on IR. Uh, you know, we'll see him next season. He'll still be on the team. And you're actually just kind of saving that player for another year. 
That's what teams do all the time. And this COVID-19 ruling right now is an excuse to do that. And keep in mind, when you go on IR, you don't make 100% of your salary. And I don't see anywhere here in this breakdown from the NFL or the NFLPA saying that if a player goes on IR because of COVID-19, they get 100% of their salary. No, 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 no. You make fractions of that salary. I've been on IR, okay? It's not a great spot to be on. You, you don't even see half of that paycheck. So with that being said right now, I wonder how players are going to respond. And keep in mind, this came out probably maybe 30, 40 minutes ago. I'm very curious what the response of those locker rooms are going to be once they find out that the NFLPA and the NFL have agreed that the COVID-19 is going to be an injury designation because I guarantee they didn't ask for the players out for the players input in this situation. There is no way. There is no way any player in that locker room would be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. COVID-19 injury designation. Let's do it. There is no way. So I'm curious to see now, especially keep in mind, we're about two weeks out from starting training camp. We're right around the corner right now. And the NFL hasn't really gave you any hints that they're stopping the clock, right? I mean, yes, they've canceled the Hall of Fame game. Preseason's in jeopardy. I get that. But as far as the schedule, the NFL draft has taken place on time, okay? And maybe one can assume training camp's going to be taking place on time. But when you bring these new rulings out, I just, I'm telling you, I can't wait to see the players' reaction and if they go for it or go against it. From where I stand right now and everything that I know about being in an NFL locker room, I think there's going to be a lot of blowback from the players in terms of how they just announced this whole COVID-19 deal here. Whew, my bad, Coos. I lost a little wind real quick. So, it's by the way, it's like 85 degrees in here right now. But you know what? I'm going to survive. I'm going to press on. It's what we do. Since we're on football right now, when we come back, a weird situation right now that's brewing in Washington. Um, Adam Shepard's reported a little bit about it. Jason LaCapora, if you buy into him, he's reporting some stuff about it. We'll just read the reports right now. We'll, we'll, we'll break it down a little bit. Kind of avoid the hearsay, but kind of talk about what we expect to happen in the fallout from the Washington Redskins here when we come back next on ESPN 690. Are you guys feeling uneasy at all? I mean, to... to, to because our thought process has always been, well, football is going to be there way back when it had the longest runway. It's going to be there, no problem. And all of a sudden, you know, we have these conversations going on that we just went on with the union and baseball in the league. Again, that was more about money, but they seem to be quite apart on a lot of things. And I'm just starting to get that little uneasy feeling a bit here. Uh, c- communication, Mr. Golick. Communication can cure a lot of things. And right now, like I've been calling... I don't see it with NFL players and the NFL league and the front office. And when you have that, you have a combination for chaos. So, listen, I I want there to be the NFL season. It's not like I'm just trying to rain on someone's parade here. I'm I'm not trying to lead the black parade against Brent Martino's sunshine and rainbows. I mean, I I need that. You know what? I don't want it. I need the NFL season. And when you need something, you know what they say, Coos? That's a responsibility, okay? Wanting something, that's childish. But when you need it, it's a responsibility. I need the NFL season, all right? I need to see if Gardner Minch is going to be the truth going forward. I need to see the progression of Josh Allen. I need to see if this offense is going to be the real deal. And for the life of me, I need to see what kind of defense Jacksonville is going to sling out there because I have no idea. 
Okay, is it going to be a three four? Is it going to be a four three? Is it going to be a four two five? Three four under? Three four eagle? I have no idea. Okay, and I don't know right now if the people in that building really understand what it's, what's going on yet. So I, there's a lot of things I have to see. And then obviously, me being the degenerate that I am, I need it for my betting purposes. I need Kyler Murray to beat Ben Roethlisberger so I can put it in Brett Martineau's face. I need the Jacksonville Jaguars to have a great season, but I need the New England Patriots to have just a little better season so I can put that bent, bet in Brett Martineau's face. So there's a lot on the line right now, Coos. There's a lot right now on this football season, college and NFL, and I need it to happen. I like making my money. Speaking of making money, Coos, did you get scammed last night over that Bitcoin stuff? Did, did you see that Kanye West tweet? Did you I send him some money? I had a great time with that because once after that, they stopped all the blue check people from being able to tweet. So I yeah. had my fun. I saw, yeah, I saw that message. Very funny. Good. Well, and, and the best part was I knew both of you guys, like you and Brent, were busy. Yeah. So like by the time they fixed it, you both would have not even realized like that that, that was like a thing. Yeah. So I was like, I got to make sure they know they can't tweet right now, and I can. Well, so here's the thing about it. Number one, didn't obviously care because I don't really tweet that much during the week weeknights anyways. Um, so definitely didn't care about that. Number two, though, if how entitled do you have to be to be verified on Twitter and absolutely go off on a rant today because you couldn't tweet last night? You know, like, I mean, is your life, like, that legit where people need to hear are hanging on your every single word? Are you like the J.K. Rowling of Twitter where everyone's got to read your stuff? You have to deliver at a certain time because if you don't, people are going to be upset? Who are these people? Did you see, did you see the outcries this morning? People, yeah. I can't believe Twitter. I would have, like, you know, obviously with my night show, I put tweets out there so people can give me their opinions on things. Okay, so obviously so for like, your job, you, you need it to operate. I if it wasn't working for me, luckily I'm not important enough to get a blue check mark. Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, I would it would have been a minor inconvenience, but I wouldn't have gone on a rant today. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if your job is dependent on it, then that's one thing. But let's be honest, Goose. 99% of people on Twitter, if you're verified, you probably don't need to tweet for three hours, True. and it's going to be okay. If it were okay. like Instagram, I know people get paid like a ton of money. Like I know like Kylie Jenner makes so Quote much money per influencers. post. Influencers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. Once again, not on Instagram, but I, but I heard things about Instagram. Yeah. yeah. That's a big thing. I just think, listen, if you, find your, if you found yourself anywhere from the 8 a.m. To, to 10 a.m. range this morning and check your local listings, Eastern Standard, whatever, but I'm just saying, if you woke up this morning and your first thought was to write a paragraph talking about how you couldn't tweet last night, get a hobby, okay? Go go out there, see the world, and get a hobby because it's going to be okay. If you can't tweet for four to five hours, it's going to be okay. I promise you that. Nobody is going to go crazy if they don't read your tweets in the next four or five hours. That's my only point. I, like, I mean, I literally woke up this morning to an absolute just brush fire of, of hatred, of frustration, because people couldn't tweet. I thought I was in the twilight zone, man. Absolutely thought I was in the twilight zone. And speaking of the twilight zone, and we'll talk about this later when Brett Martin was coming back on the show. Spoiler alert, he is coming back on the show because unfortunately... I shouldn't really be celebrating it, but his son's tie, his, his son Ty's team actually got beat. So that means Brent's got some more free time now. He's setting up shop. He should be joining us here momentarily. So another Twilight Zone topic that I can't wait to get into is the whole Madden rating thing. 
You know, and and we're gonna talk about that later. But I'm just saying right now, and I don't like to tease a lot of stuff because half the time, probably three quarters of the time, I never deliver on it. So that's why I don't really tease a lot of stuff. And that's why if it's just me doing the show, I don't really tease stuff when we're going to break. Just kind of let it roll off the tongue, and that is what it is. But this I can tease because this we have to talk about. So we're gonna get in that later because I have some solid thoughts about the whole man rating thing and players getting upset about it. Are you, I guess, to tease it a little bit, I guess, without going too far into it, are you with him or are you Double with... tease. Or are you with me where I saw him tweet that and I went, oh, Brent. I'm going to say this. That's all I'm going to say, okay? And then we'll get into it later. All I'm going to say right now, if I ever find myself one day in the big leagues in Bristol, Connecticut, having an ESPN show, okay? And during that show, if I find myself... Interviewing an NFL player, a high-caliber NFL player, and one of the very first things that I bring up to him is, what would you think about your man rating? All right. I'm going to get up on that show, (laughs) not even exaggerating. I'm going to get up on that show, and I'm going to walk off. And I'm going to go do something else in my life. See, I thought you'd be with me on this one. What is, what is that? Well, what I'm, is I'm with, I get it. I get being upset about your rating. I'm going to say it again. If I'm ever in Bristol, <laughs> Connecticut on the major ESPN show and I'm running a show and I have to ask a player. like I see the teleprompter. We didn't go over it in the meetings. So we didn't communicate. And also I read the teleprompter. It's like, uh, so Kyler Murray, what do you think about your man? Ra- right when I see man rating. I'm not going to finish the sentence. I'm just going to take off my microphone. I'm going to take off my jacket. I'm going to get up calmly, probably give a middle finger on the, on the camera, and I'm going to walk out. And I'm never coming wow. back. Dude, but, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking Madden ratings on a sports show. I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll, we'll save it for my friends. On this sports show, I will. Okay. But I'm not on a national media but, thing, like, no. To me, it's somebody telling you your skills aren't what you think they are, which is why I think they can, I can understand where they're at. Well, first of all, is this like the biggest tease of all time right now? That I know. And that's why I'm, yeah. I'm trying not to keep going into it. No, but. no, no. Well, okay, let's get one final thing. Would you want to know? I'm sorry. I didn't hear your question. My my look at it yeah. is like, so say you're Leonard Fournette or, or even us here, right? And someone's giving us ratings about our radio skill. And I'm like, all right, I think my on-mic presence is a 76. Sure. And then the Radio 21 video game comes yeah. out and... Kuz's rating is a 62 on Mike. I'm going to be like, whoa, I'm not that bad. And then I'm going to look at other people that I think I'm better than. Yeah. And if I see them rated higher than me, then then I'm going to be like, wait, wait. So they think this, these people who make this game think that they're this person's better than me when I think I'm better than that person. That's fantastic. Let me go and just take a sip of water real quick. One second. (laughs) Okay. My, My response to that, once again. If I'm ever on ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut, and I see on the teleprompter I have to ask somebody about their Madden rating, I'm going to calmly, I'm going to quietly, I'm going to get up out of my seat, I'm going to take off my microphone, and I'm going to go do something else with my life. Because I'm not going to be talking about Madden ratings with NFL players on primetime television. I'm just not going to do it. That's the tease, okay? We're going to give some more later when break comes on. That's it. Tease over. Let's get into Washington. Deal, Goose? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love how I just repeated myself like ten times. That's great radio. Anyway, so Washington, listen. Some serious allegations right now are coming out of the Washington Redskins camp. And as if they didn't really have their hands full enough already with obviously the team name changing, you know, the the public outcry with that. Now Adam Schefter is reporting. 
uh, and this was about three hours ago. The Washington Post is preparing a story about its NFL team that is expected to highlight the culture that that is existed. Within the past week, front office members Richard Mann III, Alex Santos, as well as radio play-by-play voice Larry Michael have all left the organization. And then a follow-up to that tweet, Washington's NFL team hired D.C. attorney Beth Wilkinson to review the organization's protocols per league sources. While Wilkinson is expected to conduct a deep dive into the organization's past culture, team officials are highly upset and frustrated about the speculate speculation excuse me running amok right now Whew. so what does that mean you know what this reminds me of and this was a different time a different era but i know guys who were a part of this and i know how you know a story came out weeks after the fact but then like all the cards started come uh, crumbling down was the whole minnesota viking boat party thing Right when there was like rumors of man, the Minnesota Viking culture, there's something's up with it, and then all of a sudden, a report and a story came out, and people started leaking stuff. Dude, insane! And I'm here to tell you, and I'm not, I don't want to get into it really because that was a long time ago, but like, I don't think they even caught half the stuff that went on in that Minnesota stuff. And now we're talking about Washington, right? And we're talking about the Washington Post releasing, you know, this article, this, this narrative. And I get it right now. In terms of sports information, there's not a lot going on, especially in the NFL with the landscape of COVID-19. But any time that a major newspaper syndicate, let's call it, releases an article about the culture, and it's the fact that it's you know it's been announced as it's getting released about the culture, that is not a good sign. That is a giant, giant, giant red flag. How deep is it going to go? Who's involved? I get there's speculation right now, but to me, that's only speculation until I can confirm hard, cold facts. But all I'm trying to say right now out of Washington is that it's not looking good for the organization and possibly some people involved. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.